Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Shade Protocol Stride Zone Partnership Space. Let's take a listen. Hey, everyone. Thanks for jumping on. Um, welcome back to Shade Twitter Spaces. I know we've been gone for the last couple of weeks. Um, lots of uh, business development, lots of conferences. Uh, back and forth, but uh, appreciate everyone joining. We're going to give it a few minutes here. Um, let the let the room fill up. So if you haven't already, please copy the link to this, uh, share it around. We just sent out a tweet that says we're live. So if you see that, please share that um, and just make sure that the word gets out in this place fills up. Fisco, I'm going to bring you on. I think Carter should be joining soon. Should have the Stride members joining soon as well. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Good, good. There's John. Perfect. John, welcome. Uh, hello. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yep, loud and clear. Okay. How's uh, it going, John? Thanks for joining. Uh, pretty good, yeah. Uh, nice to see you. Um, I, I was yeah. planning to join with the Stride account, but um, I just kind of hopped on with my phone, <laughs> and I realized that I was <laughs> with my personal account. Uh, I assume this is good enough. Yeah, no worries. It's it's all good. Um, for anybody that's in the space, John is the representative from Stride Zone. Uh, he'll be he'll be speaking with us, kind of about what this partnership looks like for both Shade and Stride, um, and then what what it means for our community as well. Um, but we'll give it a few more minutes here. Uh, again, let the room fill up. If you haven't shared the link to this Twitter space, please do. Um, make sure that everyone knows that it's that it's happening um, and that we're here. We'll wait for Carter to jump on as well. Um, he should be here in a few minutes. Yeah, we're excited for, for speaking with Stride today. I think this is going to be a super good conversation. Um, one, one of many partnerships that have come out of Cosmoverse last week. So we're, we're working on some extra, extra internal development with other teams, which is super exciting. And again, Stride's one of the first. So we're pumped to have this Twitter space with him, but I think everybody else in here to start getting start building hype because there is some other partnerships coming down the line as well um over the next couple months we'll be we'll be hosting some more twitter spaces with other people that we're excited to talk learn about their projects and share about how we're partnering with them i was gonna say fisco let's uh let's get a show of either purple hearts or raised hands if you were at cosmoverse and if you potentially met myself or fisco um or if you were just at the at the event in general let's get a let's get a show of hands just to see who was who was all there yeah it was amazing cosmoverse was a blast um i I don't know about you guys or any of the listeners here Uh, personally it was my first time and i would highly recommend it it was awesome oh it was i think it was my first time as well along with fisco 
there's nothing like meeting people uh, and actually seeing a face and shaking a hand after seeing their their PFP only and their their uh, dubbed over voice. So it's <laughs> super nice actually meeting community and other chains and all that. Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, like one of the big defining things about uh, crypto in general and maybe Cosmos specifically is that it's so incredibly decentralized. You have all these teams in all these different places working at different paces, doing different things, um, not always like that well in touch or not always that well aligned, just different things. But at Cosmoverse, everybody gets in the same room and it's centralized, which is nice. It was a it was an epic week for sure. Looks yeah. like we're sitting around forty people here. I I think maybe we can kick this off, um, do a round of intros, and then we'll we'll start start the questions. Yeah, I I second that, John. If you want to start, um, and then Carter, you can give your intro as well, um, and then we can kind of get into the the topic of the space. Yeah, fantastic. All right, I'll go first. Um, my name is John Galt. I work with um, Stride. Stride is a layer one blockchain that does liquid staking. Um, for Stride, I do marketing, business development, um, that kind of thing. And um, yeah, I've been, uh, yeah, anyway, I won't go on, but that's me. I work for Stride. Thanks, John. Carter here. I'm the lead researcher at Shade Protocol. Um, we've been at it now for, for well over a year, looking to bring the full range of DeFi products to Seeker Network because we believe privacy is a key component of uh, bringing decentralized finance to our to our everyday lives. So that's that's a little bit about me. Awesome, thank you guys. Uh, Fisco, do you want to give a brief intro? Yeah, sure. I'm Fisco. Do some business development stuff. Do some operations stuff with uh, Shade here. So I show up to conferences sometimes as well. So I met some <laughs> of you guys in person. So. Nice to be back. Cisco yeah. handles a lot of the entropy at Shane Protocol. He's, he's being <laughs> humble. Believe it or not, there is entropy in blockchain and DeFi. <laughs> awesome. And then for myself, um, I'm Dalton. Uh, I help with the marketing for Shade Protocol, um, all things community as well. I've uh, been around for, for quite some time, like Carter said. But uh, yeah, let's let's get into kind of the discussion about what we're talking about today. So that is the Shade Protocol and Stride Zone partnership. So, John, this question um, is framed for you specifically, and I know you were going to kind of talk about it there. But what specifically does, does Stride bring to the cosmos, and and why is it why is it needed? Yeah. So, um, uh, liquid staking, kind of cosmos wide liquid staking only really became feasible over the last few months with the uh, advent of interchain accounts. So uh, prior to a few months ago, liquid staking wasn't really prevalent. Um, maybe some people are still wrapping their minds around it. Um, but just to give like a really brief overview of liquid staking, it does two really great things. Um, there's two perspectives to consider it from. It helps users and it helps ecosystems. Uh, it helps users because with liquid with liquid staking, essentially, you can put your token in two places at once and earn two kinds of yield simultaneously. So what you do is uh, you give your token to Stride, whether that's Atom or Stars or Juno. Um, we stake it for you, and then you're earning the staking rewards, but we also issue you a derivative. That derivative represents the staked token, and then you can deploy the derivative in Cosmos DeFi. So essentially, you've you get the opportunity to put your capital in two places at once, right? You've got it staked and 
you've got it deployed in DeFi. So you're earning two kinds of yield. So that really helps the user. And obviously, that's very attractive. You make more money and people like that. Um, but kind of if you zoom out and look at the bigger picture, it really helps ecosystems. And I think that's like one of the main reasons that people like Zaki and other like, big people in Cosmos are so excited about liquid staking, because it really helps users uh, just to make more money. But also it helps ecosystems because uh, it allows them to simultaneously have economic security and economic activity. Uh, those two things are really important for um Cosmos ecosystems, and it used to be a binary choice. It used to be users could either stake, and when you stake your token, you're providing economic security to the chain, or users could put their token in DeFi, and that, of course, creates economic activity. And both of those things are crucial for Cosmos chains, right? Because they have to be secure, but also they have to have, you know, most of them, like not Stargaze or some others, but most of them want to have interesting DeFi stuff going on. And it used to be a binary choice between users contributing to economic security or economic activity. But now, through liquid staking, users can do both. So if you liquid stake, you're helping the ecosystem in two ways, both by you know, providing economic security, which and security is a really big topic lately with interchain security and mesh security. And you're also providing economic activity through DeFi. And that's another, you know, thing that's becoming really important lately, what with the advent of MEV. The more economic activity a chain has, um, the more MEV can be captured and potentially be used to provide real yield for stakers. Um, yeah, so that's basically liquid staking. Uh, it helps individuals, but it also helps ecosystems. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I really like that you said it takes it from that binary choice and it gives the user the ability to do both at once. So like the use case for liquid staking derivatives just allows the user just more freedom in the ecosystem than, than it would be normally. Um, I guess Carter or Fisco, do you guys have anything to, to add to that or address? Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious, John, like really two questions. First question, where do you see staking derivatives five years from now in the cosmos? As in, do you believe staking derivatives will be more liquid than the underlying layer one tokens themselves? And then um, the other question I would ask is, what are the risks of staking derivatives? And why would a user choose to not um, stake and create a staking derivative versus doing traditional staking? Just kind of walking through the risks that accompany uh, staking derivatives. Okay, yeah, definitely. Um, well, with regard to your first question, I really have no idea. Oh my goodness, five years is an eternity. Um, I have no idea where the space will be in five years. Uh, but uh, considering maybe the next six months or the next year, um, for instance, take, um, take the Cosmos Hub with Atom. Right now, the staking rate for Atom is about 66%. So about... 66% of all Atom is staked. So essentially what's that, what that's saying is economic security for the Cosmos Hub is only 66% as strong as it could be. Because if all Atom were staked, then you know, it would have the highest amount of economic security possible. And, um, and that's going to be the main product for Cosmos Hub. They're going to be renting out their security 
with uh, interchain security. So that's really important for them. So they want to get their staking rate higher. It's at 66%. They want to get it higher so they can have more economic um, security. So over the next you know, six months to a year, I definitely see things evolving so that, yeah, there'll probably still be a lot traditionally staked, but most of the uh, liquid tokens in the cosmos right now are probably going to become liquid staked. Um, so like that one third of the atom supply that's liquid right now is probably going to end up liquid staked. So it'll be deployed in DeFi, but it'll also be staked to help with the economic security. And yeah, more and more, I think tokens will be liquid staked just because of all the benefits I pointed out. Um, but I, I don't know like what the end game will be. Um, maybe there'll be some chains with a hundred percent liquid staking, but maybe other chains will be more conservative, and some of the whales will prefer to just re- keep their tokens normally staked instead of liquid staking. Because to your second question, um, there are risks. Like <laughs> that, I guess that's not um, a pleasant thing for me to say. I do a lot of marketing, but to be honest, there are risks. There's always risks with DeFi. There are always risks. Whenever you interact with a smart contract or bring another chain into the mix, there are always risks. Um, and I, I guess the risk would be like, I don't want to have to spell it out, but the risk would be something happening with stride because if something happens to stride, then uh, the tokens that you have deposited with stride, um, could be at risk somehow. However, uh, I was very candid and I kind of paint, like said that very explicitly, but um, Stride, our number one priority is security. Like that's the main thing we do. And um, I don't want to monopolize the conversation too much, but I think the main differentiator between Stride and the other liquid staking uh, providers that you see in the cosmos is that we emphasize security above all else. And we do more for security than any other liquid staking provider. So um, yeah, I think that answers your questions. Yeah, that's that's a phenomenal, phenomenal answer to both those. And I know it's always very hard to talk about, well, two things, one super future facing as well as active risks. Those are always two kind of like uncomfortable things to think about because there's, there's a lot of unknowns there. I do have like one more question. So one of the things that really drew us to Stride is essentially it's positioning towards neutrality of the staking derivative. Um, I'm really curious what, what that uh, entails, that, that attribute of neutrality that Stride is trying to achieve with all of its staking derivatives. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you uh, asked that question. So um, at Stride, we really admire the Cosmos Hub. We really admire what's been built there. And when we designed our blockchain, we actually took a lot of inspiration from the Cosmos Hub. Um, two big things with the Cosmos Hub are it's got a minimalist design policy and uh, it's also got a policy of neutrality. So the Cosmos Hub, as you guys probably know, doesn't have smart contracts, doesn't have applications. It really doesn't do anything. It has very few moving parts and it has a very small attack surface. It has very infrequent upgrades because it's very minimalistic. Stride is the same way. Stride is actually the only liquid staking provider that is just liquid staking. We are a blockchain. We do liquid staking. That's it. No other applications, no Cosm Wasm, um, nothing else to spend our time on. We're just 100% liquid staking. 
So our blockchain has a very small attack surface, very few moving parts, um, a lot like the Cosmos Hub. And um, so that's one of the reasons we think we're the most secure. Um, there are other reasons on security, but also, uh, you know, that, that also gives us neutrality. We are actually the only liquid staking provider that is completely neutral with regard to DeFi. Um, so for instance, uh, Quicksilver, another upcoming liquid staking provider, is thinking of making their own DeFi ecosystem. They're going to have their blockchain. It's going to provide uh, liquid staking, but they also want to have a DeFi ecosystem so that they could use their own liquid staked derivatives. So they may want to have a DEX. They may want to have other things. And um, pretty like all liquid staking providers want to do this, except for Stride. Um, Supernova, another liquid staking provider, wants to have a DEX, but they also want to have their own stablecoin, very ambitious. And then, of course, Lido, another liquid staking provider, they're going to be an application on the Neutron blockchain. And the Neutron blockchain is probably going to have a DEX. I mean, it'll have to have a DEX. So since um, Lido, the application, will be on the same chain with that DEX, they're probably going to show favoritism toward that DEX. They'll probably want to get most or a significant amount of their derivatives on that DEX. Uh, it's a conflict of interest. But Stride doesn't have that. And the Cosmos Hub doesn't have that either. The Cosmos Hub doesn't care who it provides security to through interchain security because the Cosmos Hub is not competing with any DeFi things at all. The Cosmos Hub doesn't have DeFi. And um, Stride doesn't have DeFi either. Uh, we don't have a horse in this race. Uh, we're not interested in favoring one DeFi ecosystem over the other. And... Um, yeah, we just we'll, we're we're going to be working with everybody we can. Like the big thing for Stride is Wagme. We think we want to grow the pie. We want to help other people. We don't want to compete by making our own decks, our own money market. We don't want to deploy incentives to our own blockchain. We want to be deploying incentives to other people's blockchains to help them and to integrate with them and to pursue partnerships and. Just to sum up, um, amongst all the liquid staking providers, we're uniquely positioned for this. Like, we're uniquely positioned for partnerships and integrations because we're completely neutral. So, yeah, thanks for asking that question. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, honestly, I think that's what we saw in Stride was that that neutrality and that that want to be a part of collaboration and want to be a part of everyone making it. Um, and that's what made us extremely excited to to announce and to partner with you guys. Um, but again, thank you for the explanations and and thank you for walking us through what Stride is and and how they approach the DeFi ecosystem and and what your guys's overall vision is. Um, I want to focus back to Shade a little bit, Carter. This is going to be more towards you. So obviously, Shade does have a liquid staking derivative um, that that it built. Uh, and, and gave to the secret ecosystem as kind of like a community good. So how does that fit into the cosmos? How do you see that working? And then where do you see that kind of integrating into into the vision that John just kind of laid out? Yeah, I think I think it's fascinating the the different different backgrounds and origin stories of at least the staking derivative we've we've built isn't a standalone blockchain. It's it's smart contract based built on top of secret network. So very different origin story. It's been launched since, oh boy, I think I think late March. And the original goal of that staking derivative was like with any other staking derivative, we were trying to unlock 
um, liquidity on Seeker Network, and we wanted to bring like a very unique product that wasn't really widely circulating in the cosmos yet. Seeker Networks like adopted it a lot. I would say the the trust has been established within the the community that it's uh, like a very trusted staking derivative, and it's very it's it's going to be used in all of the the localized DeFi. Um, I think the difference though is at least for Shade Protocol and like the roadmap we have. Um, we wanted to have a secret staking derivative, but the other the other derivatives out there, there isn't really like the bandwidth necessarily to go and like chase those down and try to bring those to secret network DeFi. And that's where a partner like Stride is so helpful um, because they can bridge in all of these other staking derivatives onto Shade Swap, into Shade Lend, into potential money markets, just like John was saying, and provide a massive amount of utility and accessibility for secret DeFi to have access to Atom staking derivatives, like if you if you buy ST Atom on ShadeSwap, you'll be you'll be passively accruing Atom staking rewards. Um, ultimately, while you're still having your asset on Secret Network. So, in summary, we launched a staking derivative way back because we saw there was a distinct need for it. But our our roadmap is very very Secret Network focused. Um, and to John's point, that neutrality and their kind of macro zoomed out view of staking derivatives. Um, allows them to come into ecosystems such as our own with Shade Protocol and provide real utility. Um, and on the flip side, we get to help build out the adoption of Stride staking derivatives um, as it pertains to you know, incentivization and having those derivatives be useful. Um, the more places that a staking derivative has real utility, the more reason there is to hold that staking derivative. So I really, I really view this partnership as the beginning of, um, as the beginning of like a, like a decade long relationship. And I know we don't really like to talk about five to 10 years out, but I think um, especially when you're working with projects that have a minimalist neutral stance, I actually have very high hopes that they will be around in a decade. And those are exactly the types of protocols that you want to partner with the ones that are, that are here for, for the long term. Well said Carter. Um, so let's get into the nitty gritty and the details of, of what this partnership is actually going to unlock for the community members of both Shade and Stride. So let's let's have Carter, you answer this question first. Um, then we can have John answer as well. Um, so you talked about it actually, you just touched on it very briefly um, in relation to Shade Swap, in relation to derivatives and users being able to acquire these derivatives. But what does this partnership actually mean? Like, what, what will users actually be able to use ST Atom or Stake Secret or any other derivative that Stride is going to to create and put out there, like what does that mean for users, and and what are the things that they'll be able to use them for? Yeah, so I think this this the tangible benefits of this relationship is threefold. The first piece is acquisition, the second piece is leverage, and the third piece is privacy. Um, we'll start with the privacy component. When people bridge in their Stride staking derivatives to Secret Network they'll be able to wrap it into a privacy preserving version of the staking derivative, which means they can seamlessly uh, move around that staking derivative with transactional privacy. Um, this could allow for, for large players to um, move kind of their representations of their yield and their um, staking position to different addresses. And there, there potentially could be institutional um, value for that. Imagine you want to do a massive OTC position of your atom staked position, but you don't want it like publicly available. You move it to something like Secret Network, and you're able to like pull off those types of those types of transactions. So that's that's the privacy side as a whole. There's like really interesting utility there. And then the other component, uh, the first one I talked about, which is accessibility. 
every um, as we bridge in these staking derivatives to ShadeSwap, um, we're essentially tapping into all the secret DeFi demand for holding other Cosmos assets, and specifically the staked staked version of those assets. So we're we're increasing accessibility to the larger Cosmos for the localized secret DeFi ecosystem. And then um, the second piece, which I'm probably most excited about is the the leverage leverage component. So once these staking derivative pools are established on ShadeSwap, uh, there's a really uh, interesting user story that emerges here. Essentially, what could happen is a user can lock up their staking derivative, their their Stride Atom, their ST Atom, uh, on Shade Lend. They can then mint out Silk and immediately turn around and purchase more staked Atom from ShadeSwap. Um, with with that silk that they were lent out through Shade Lend, and then they can essentially loop uh, loop through this this position. And the really interesting part about this type of leverage product is all of those staking derivatives that are locked up in the lending product are all passively earning earning staking yield. Um, and so it's it's like it's kind of leverage on leverage because the derivative is already a form of leverage to a degree, and then you're kind of like double tripling quadrupling up on that. So. It ends up being like a very powerful uh, speculation tool, leveraging Shade Lend and Silk. There also ends up being like other unique components, like leverage, leverage yield farming. Um, and while you're yield farming on Shade Swap, that leverage yield farming through Shade Lend is still passively earning revenue in the form of that staking derivative that got locked up. So, um, in summary, some really interesting DeFi strategies: increased accessibility to the larger Cosmos to Seer Network and privacy for staking derivatives. Those are the real three key components that I'm absolutely beyond excited to, to bring with this partnership. Awesome. And John, I would love for you to answer with your perspective from Stride, um, from Stride Zone, just as to what this means for you guys, how you guys are going to leverage this partnership, um, just kind of like Carter had just answered. Uh, yeah, uh, that was really interesting to hear. Um, yeah, especially about the looped leverage uh, using ST Atom and Silk. Uh, very interesting for sure. Um, one question that comes to mind, I'm really curious before I continue. Uh, are you thinking of maybe making a product to automate that process? So like, like one click, you could get two loops or one click, you could get three loops or four loops, and then it could automatically maybe unwind, rebalance. Have you been thinking about that kind of product? So one thing we've talked about internally is we, because we're bringing the full suite of privacy-preserving DeFi products, um, in 2023, we're going to be very lasered in on what I call one-click use cases, which is exactly what you're talking about, which is simplifying. Uh, the complexity is hidden behind you know single clicks and, and beautiful and simple UI UXs. So absolutely, we have product plans on the horizon for these types of use cases, but we will learn more about that in early 2023. Yeah, well, very exciting. I'm, I'm already anticipating it. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, that looping stuff can definitely be pretty dangerous, pretty fun as well. But uh, for some users, it's nice to have it automated. Um, There's one other piece to the the loop I want to mention just really quick on privacy plug. Um, so right now, if you do these types of leverage moves on a transparent blockchain, like uh, like with MakerDAO on Ethereum, your liquidation price points are completely publicly visible. Um, and this this introduces like a lot of, you know, there's asymmetry of information where large whales can try to cause cascading liquidations by moving certain dex pools to cause like a, a mass cascading effect that they can profit from in the form of MEV, as well as, um, you know, 
wherever they're putting their short short positions. So with Shade Lend, all of your liquidation price points are completely private. So you're you're protected from the asymmetry of information that transparent blockchains um, introduce. So it's it's like that's also the fourth feature I wanted to briefly mention. Sorry to cut you off there. I just the stuff like that gets me really excited that we're bringing equitability uh, to these types of riskier products. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I didn't fully realize that. So thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know back in May and June and July, we definitely saw a lot of very public stuff about targeting liquidation thresholds uh, over on Ethereum and having to do with Celsius and stuff like that. Um, it's definitely an issue. And uh, it's something that uh, Secret is definitely uniquely positioned. Uh, it's a problem that Secret's unique, uniquely positioned to solve. Um, with regard to what Stride is so excited about, I think like, one of the big things is just seeing the cosmos come together and seeing. Um, just, just seeing the potential and the power of IBC and chains working together. So for instance, what we're essentially doing in this partnership, if you take ST Atom, Stride is its own blockchain. Um, Stride has Atom staked on the Cosmos hub, which is controlled from the Stride chain via interchain accounts. But then the derivative that represents that staked Atom is issued on the Stride chain, finds its way over to Secret, and it participates in DeFi on Secret through Shade Protocol. So really, you have these three chains working together so nicely and, um, and uh, yeah, just working together very well through IBC. And uh, Stride is really happy to kind of bring that vision of uh, interoperability and all this trustless uh, chains working together. We're really happy to bring that to life a little bit more. Um, also, we're really excited about um, this idea about having um, different ST Atom pools on different chains. So right now, uh, if if the listeners don't know, our main ST Atom liquidity pool is on Osmosis, and it's got about $9 million in liquidity depth, and we're going to keep building that liquidity depth. Uh, but also, we're going to have, we kind of view it as a satellite liquidity pool here on um, Secret Network. And we may have another satellite liquidity pool on um, Comdex as well. So these are kind of smaller versions of the ST Atom Atom pool on Osmosis. And uh, it, they're not going to be explicitly linked, but through just natural arbitrage that takes place, um, it, it's, it, it'll almost be like a user on Secret will have access to the liquidity on Osmosis. Now, it's not going to be explicit, but the way it works is you make a trade in the ST Atom Atom pool on Secret. And if the peg goes off just a little bit, which it might if the liquidity isn't too deep, um, naturally, um, arbitrage actions will take place between Osmosis and Secret. And people like Mechatech or whoever else are just going to be attracted to these opportunities. And through IBC, they'll balance out the pools. So like, just... It's really neat how the free market works and how this IBC setup with all these chains just works so naturally. We don't have to have an explicit technical setup to make this all work. It just happens naturally. You've got one big pool on osmosis, and then you have satellite pools, and then kind of naturally, they balance out, and you get access to all this liquidity in different parts of the cosmos. And we're really excited about that as well. Yeah, I love that you bring up the idea of cross-chain arbitrage and how it kind of, at least for the patient buyer and seller on the satellite chains, gives them access to this larger liquidity pool as a result of this, the beautiful 
um, work of, of IBC. Yeah, uh, but but to be clear as well, we definitely want to have as much liquidity on Secret Network on um, ShadeSwap as is necessary. So uh, I don't think we've gone into this point yet, but uh, a part of this partnership is that Stride is going to be providing incentives to the ST Atom pool on um, ShadeSwap, and Shade will also be providing matched incentives. Uh, and those incentives will be calibrated to the degree that we see that liquidity is necessary. So the liquidity there uh, will be for obviously minting, um, for for handling liquidations for Silk, uh, also maybe liquidations for, um, for um, sorry, for Shade Lend. And um, to whatever degree we see that liquidity is necessary, we're going to try and calibrate the pool of the incentives to provide that liquidity there. because. Uh, although it's nice to have like this IBC set up with like constellations of all these chains, the problem is it's asynchronous because using IBC, you've got a 20 second or 30 second um, latency, and that can be really difficult. So it is true if you dump a large liquidation into a satellite pool on, say, um, secret network, the peg could move a lot and it could be a bit of an issue in those 20 or 30 seconds before the arbitrage um, fixes the peg, uh, which is why we'll want to have as much liquidity locally available on secret network for synchronous compos- composability, um, as much liquidity as is necessary. One really cool part too is I know Osmosis is kind of coming out with it, but the idea of having a depth pool that's optimized for the staking derivatives relationship with the underlying L1 token. Uh, you, one, one could draw an analogy to how a, a stable swap works, but kind of the derivative version. And I don't know if we've announced this yet, but ShadeSwap will have those derivative-esque uh, curves available. So that means the capital efficiency for these pools will be, will be much greater, which means less emissions have to be spent uh, in order to attract the you know corresponding amount of liquidity compared to a constant product rule pool, which currently on osmosis, John, I'm I'm 99.9% sure you guys are using just the constant product pool, which is makes trades a lot less uh, capitally efficient for 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 large whales. So that's a, an additional benefit of the partnership is it's yet another location that's that's pushing towards optimized capital efficiency uh, for both liquidity providers and, and traders. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm really glad you pointed that out. Um, yeah, that will help a lot. And um, yeah, that's going to be a unique thing with um, with ShadeSwap. Um, I guess I, I don't want to go into too many details, but I will point out that um, Stride is having similar conversations with the team at Comdex. Um, they're doing sim- something similar to what um, Shade is doing with uh, a money market, a DEX, and a stablecoin. But uh, the Comdex team for their uh, DEX C-Swap, they're not planning on, int- on implementing um, a stable swap mechanism. Uh, but, but Carter, you're going a step further, aren't you? You're going to do not only a stable swap, but a meta stable swap, right? Well, now we have alpha leaking here, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's really exciting because um, for people who may not be aware, with a stable swap or... Uh, it, you, you were right what you said earlier, Carter, about being 99.9% sure we're just using constant product. We are because um, on osmosis, stable swaps aren't available yet. The way it goes is with constant product, uh, the liquidity is spread through the entire um, curve. Um, so it, it's available at like every price point, 
Um, but the, the only price points for a liquid staking derivative um, paired with its underlying asset, the only price points that are really relevant are maybe 5 or 10% from the peg, 5 or 10% above or below, because you really don't expect much, much more movement than that because arbitrage will take place if the peg is ever too high or too low. Um, but with StableSwap, so it, it just concentrates all the liquidity. So it is much, much more efficient. Obviously, with StableSwap, it becomes a huge issue if the peg significantly breaks to the upside or the downside. But you don't expect that at all because of how lucrative arbitraging gets when the peg variates from where it should be. An additional feature, which we'll have more details coming out about this in the coming month, because a lot of the DEX mathematics is like a highly, highly guarded top secret. Um, but I can say that one of the features of the curve is also asymmetric control over the tails, which means the curve, not only can we concentrate liquidity uh, for a specific trading range for the derivative to the underlying L1, but we can also add in capital protections on, uh, to protect against like the, the downside of the derivative too. So like very, very like interesting uh, slippage curve design that can help bias the relationship towards arbitrage and stability. Oh, that's very interesting. So you're saying like you might be able to protect users to the downside, um, but not worry about the upside because the, the, the downside is probably more likely. Yep, exactly. So and that's. We're still exploring what these type of like capital controls on a curve can unlock and what they mean, but it's essentially biasing a curve towards one side of the trade or the other in the name of security or stability or arbitrage. It's like very, very unique. You kind of get to pick which, which direction it, it's going. Yeah, that's fascinating. And um, nowadays, that's really what you have to do if you have a decentralized exchange and you want to remain competitive. Um, Crescent. Uh, in the cosmos is uh it's got an amm but it's also got ranged pools osmosis doesn't yet have ranged pools or concentrated liquidity but they are working on it because they know that they really need that as an amm to stay competitive against all the coming order book exchanges in the cosmos and it's really great that um uh, it, uh shade shade swap hasn't even launched but already you're thinking about making it a hybrid dex and you really want to be competitive that's great all right so before we get down the rabbit hole too far of, of letting you guys know what's on the roadmap and what's not been announced yet i'm gonna get um, scolded <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's all good these these twitter spaces are for community members who are who are paying attention right so if you're paying attention you're bound to figure some things out before other people so um it's it's not a big deal um but yeah again before we get too far down the rabbit hole um, we did actually, I think we've covered most, I think, of what, what everyone wanted to know about what this partnership means, about what this partnership is going to mean for users. Um, so unless Carter, Fisco, or John, you guys have any other questions for each other, um, I do kind of want to turn it more towards a community AMA. So we'd have people either in the, in the text chat here um, for the space or if people want to come up uh, and give about a minute question, um, we can definitely try and answer that. But I'll open the floor to you guys. If you have, if you guys have any more questions for each other, um, please ask now, and then we'll switch over to the AMA. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither. Um, I'm willing to let other people ask questions. 
Awesome. Fisco, are you good too? I'm good. Yeah. Awesome. I don't have any questions. Awesome. Um, well then let's start off in the chat. Um, we did have one question regarding, um, liquid staking. So the question is on top of contract risks, are liquid stakers forfeiting their airdrop possibility by using liquid staking? So John Carter, if you guys both want to give just a brief, like 30 second answer, uh, I think that would be perfect. For shade staking derivative, currently there's no way to uh, claim airdrops. So that is something that is given up. Can't, I can't speak to stride staking derivatives though. Yeah. Um, just to, flesh out this question a little bit more that this is a common question and the problem is um when you have airdrops in the cosmos which are very common especially for atom and we provide a liquid staking derivative for atom it's our flagship product um the problem is there are these whale caps often like there's a minimum threshold and a maximum threshold and if an address is above the maximum threshold all of the assets in that address above the threshold are not eligible for the airdrop and th the way we hold our um, assets they're all in one address so if you give us atom um, for us to stake on your behalf and we give you the derivative all that atom is going to go into one address where we stake it with our host chain validator set so basically there's like four hundred thousand atom in that one address so that's definitely above any threshold that any airdrop would use uh, so that's where the question is rooted in um, people think that maybe they won't be eligible for an airdrop because it's all in one address. And uh, there may be some truth, some, some truth to that, but really it depends on the situation. So uh, we don't set airdrop eligibility requirements. Obviously those are set by whatever project is doing the airdrop. Um, what Stride is committed to do is uh, we're very active in the community. We know lots of people, lots of different projects. We are going to speak with every project we can uh, if we catch wind that they're thinking of doing an airdrop and we're going to try and work with them so that they can give us the airdrop and we can forward it to our stakers. Uh, we'll provide them information about how many unique people are uh, staking their atom or liquid staking their atom with stride. And we'll try and figure it out and make it as though um, for the purpose of the airdrop, make it as though you were just normally staking. Um, we haven't done that yet. We haven't had the opportunity to do that yet. But in the future, we are going to try our hardest to advocate on behalf of the users that Liquid stake with us to try and get the airdrop so we can forward it to them. So uh, we'll see. But ultimately, ultimately, it's going to be up to the projects giving out airdrops. So if you want, you can try and advocate for yourself. You can go on Twitter and say, um, please don't forget people who are Liquid staking with Stride and the other Liquid staking providers. And um, as a community, we can have a discourse and I think a precedent will be established because like I said before, liquid staking is the future. We're not the only liquid staking provider. Um, we're not the only ones with this potential problem. It affects everybody. But as a community, if we could come up with some kind of precedent for how to airdrop to people who are liquid staking, that'd be really good. And Stride would really love to see that. I actually think for like, DeFi project is almost incentivized to work with the staking derivative more than the regular stakers because the staking derivative users have already signaled that they care about the fungibility and the flexibility to move tokens around and in, in, in DeFi. So if I was launching a DeFi protocol in 2023, I would definitely 
target the derivative projects more than the L1 stakers. But um, Shape Protocol already has its snapshots taken for for its uh, protocol and, and users, so we, we can't can't change it up now. But staking derivatives didn't really exist when we were doing snapshots. But for any DeFi project listening, you should you should work with the strides of the world, the Shape Protocols of the world, and all the different staking derivative projects to. Uh, target those users because those users are more likely to be power users and understand your DeFi product out of the gate. Yeah, that's a really good point, Carter. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, liquid staking users should get more airdrops than other people. Awesome. And then, John, I think this goes back a little bit to, to what you said about just collaboration in the cosmos, right? Strides ethos of WAGME, like we're all going to make it if we work together. Like these are all problems that can be solved, but not in a silo, not alone. You have to work together. Projects have to work with each other to make sure that we're solving for the end user, solving for the community member that wants to participate. Um, and that's the most important thing at the end of the day. It's not if the DeFi ecosystem works, if the, if the product works, because if you have a product, but you don't have users, then the product is worthless. Um, and so that's at least our ethos. But it sounds like we're obviously we're, we're in alignment on that. Otherwise, this partnership wouldn't have worked out, right? Um, but yeah, it's, it's that collaborative ethos that drives us to, to create the best end product that we can. Um, but kind of switching over to the, again, AMA, um, portion of this, I see that Melch, uh, requested to speak. So just as a heads up, we have about 14 minutes left. Um, the BD team for shade protocol has a very hard stop at noon. Um, we have a pretty important call that we have to be on. Um, won't tell you guys who it is or, or what it's for, but it is important. Um, and so, uh, Melch, I will bring you up. But uh, if anybody else does have questions, let's try and keep them roughly a minute or so. Um, we can answer them and then we can continue on. But uh, Melch, you should be on stage. Welcome. To this, it, it came to my mind that it seems like you guys are a bit ahead of the curve when it comes to uh, liquid products and, and derivatives. It, it seems like you guys are making a big push on that, but that also it's kind of becoming the next hot thing that everybody's focusing on. And I'm curious, um, Carter and John, each of you, what your opinion is on why is this just simply a better product and better way of doing things? Or why does it not a five-year picture, but like, why now, why are you guys? And why do you think people seem to be jumping on that liquid, liquid product and derivative uh, bandwagon? I'll let John kick this one off. Sounds I feel like I've kicked off a couple of them first. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, thanks for the question. Uh, earlier, I framed it kind of um, by um, considering things like economic security and economic activity and considering uh, the user and how it just makes more money for the user. But uh, here's another way of looking at it, and it's really salient. It's the DeFi hurdle rate. So right now, um, the, the DeFi hurdle rate is basically the risk-free rate or what you could make with your token uh, without entailing any risk just by staking it. So with Osmo, for instance, it's, I forget exactly, it's around 25%. You stake your Osmo, you get 25% APR for free, no risk whatsoever. That's the DeFi hurdle rate. If you're going to deploy Osmo in DeFi, you have to clear that hurdle rate. Otherwise, there's really no point in deploying it to DeFi. Otherwise, you would just stake it. So with Osmo, if you're going to put it into DeFi, you have to make at least 
And then you have to make more to, you know, justify whatever risk there is from DeFi. So that's a lot. That's a very high bar to clear for DeFi protocols. And without using like rampant Ponzi-nomics, it's kind of hard to clear that DeFi hurdle rate. But with liquid staking, that hurdle rate goes to zero because with liquid staking, you liquid stake your Osmo just to keep the example consistent. You have ST Osmo. That's getting 25% in the background. So you no longer have to clear that DeFi hurdle rate. You basically start from zero. So even if you take your Osmo, you deploy it in DeFi, you get 1% or, or let's say 5%. That's great because that's you're getting the underlying 25% plus an additional 5%. So the user is happy. And this um, makes the users happy. This creates more economic activity. It just makes more things happen. And uh, it makes DeFi really feasible for the first time because without liquid staking, the DeFi hurdle rate, it's just a, a really big impediment. It would be really hard to have over collateralized stable coins and money markets. And it's even hard to have DEXs with deep liquidity, given that the hurdle rate for so many of these tokens in the cosmos is so high. So th that's another way of looking at liquid staking and why it is such a hot topic right now. I love that explanation of the opportunity constant hurdle rate. I haven't, I haven't put it, I haven't heard it framed like that before. So I'll definitely be borrowing that analogy in the future. Very, very powerful way of framing it. The other, the other piece I would add to the story is composability. Composability really runs the world. And what I mean by that is people want to be able to deploy their capital uh, in, in various different ways in, in as many ways as possible. Um, and fundamentally, when you're in a staked position, you're locked up. You are stuck with that one single strategy that you've you know, committed to. And so by having liquid staking derivatives, we've unlocked kind of the infinite composability, especially with IBC of like, you can move that derivative to any blockchain anywhere that's connected to that. Um, and then whatever DeFi products exist there that accept and interact with your derivative, you can go do what you want. So those, those are really the two pieces. It's the, it's the, you're, you're jumping over the baseline hurdle rate, which you know, drastically improves what DeFi products can offer, assuming they integrate. And the second piece is kind of the infinite composability of your capital has been freed up to be deployed how you, how you want it to. Incredible. Thank you, guys. Perfect. Thank you, Melch. Thank you, Carter and John. Um, let's bring up Red Eye. I see that you requested to speak. We'll add you as a speaker. Um, both Melch and Red Eye, just long, long-term community members that have always been super, super engaged. So appreciate you guys. Yeah, thank you for uh, giving me a chance to speak real quick. Uh, this question is for Carter, and this is uh, this question just comes from me not knowing what this process is. But you had mentioned when uh, St. Adam would, you know, come to Secret Network, it would get wrapped. Um, and it would kind of have these private by default uh, properties. I was just curious if that wrapping process for new tokens uh, that currently uh, can't be wrapped right now, is that going to be using the SNP20 implementation or is that going to be using a uh, more up-to-date implementation like the SNP23 uh, that Stake Secret uses? That's a really interesting question. Um, I know... Asaf is currently working on the IBC implementation that allows SNP tokens to so wanna, I'd have to connect with him to see which that'll be using. We're working on, super pumped about it, we're working on a bridge for the app experience. We're hoping to become the de facto bridge hub for all of Seeker Network and Seeker DeFi. 
So I will circle back to you because I don't know the exact SNP standard that that will be utilizing when we're pulling in things like SD Atom. Um, my gut says it's the old standard. My hope would be it's the new standard. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, the, the question mainly comes from uh, just wanting to know what sort of transaction details users will be able to have access to uh, for these various SNP 20s, such as ST Atom. But yep. I appreciate it, Carter. Yep. Obviously, the, the newer standard has more um, tax compliance slashers. There's timestamps. It's, it's easier to be able to like parse through those types of transactions. So definitely with you on the, the, the newer standard. Perfect. Thank you, Red, for asking that question. Thanks, Carter, for the answer. Um, I think we're going to cut it uh, about five minutes early. Um, again, thank you guys for the questions. But like I said before, uh, we do have a call to get to. Um, and we want to make sure that we're prepared and focused for that call. Um, oh, Logan, I see that you I see that you requested. Um, again, unfortunately, we do have to jump off. If you can DM me um on either telegram or twitter i will make sure to specifically answer your question regardless of what it is um just please dm me uh we are going to cut this right now uh just again because we have to make the call but thank you everyone so much for jumping on and um and, and listening to us talk about what this partnership means for us um carter and john i'll give you guys a brief second here to say to to, to say your thanks um, but again, it, it means the world to us that you guys are a part of this um, and that we're partnering with Stride Zone. Um, but yeah, I'll turn the floor over to Carter and John. Uh, yeah, uh, likewise, uh, thanks everybody for being here and listening. Um, Stride is definitely very enthusiastic and excited about this partnership. And it's really fantastic that we get to help um, contribute to this amazing DeFi ecosystem that you're building on Secret Network. And uh, everybody, you can follow Stride Zone if you'd like. and. Um, yeah, I'll pass it over to you, Carter. Builders support builders. And that's that's why I love partnerships like this, because I know Stride is laser focused on delivering a quality service to the cosmos. And I'm super excited to see where this partnership goes over the coming years. So thanks for your time, John. This will probably be the first of many over the course of the next year. And be sure to get involved in the Stride community, the Shade Protocol community. Um, as we like to say, there's, there's plenty of room in the shade. So have a good one, everyone. Yeah. Make sure to follow stride stride underscore zone on Twitter, uh, join their discord. There's an invite link on stride.zone. Uh, that's their website. And then of course, obviously always follow shade protocol, uh, shade underscore protocol on Twitter, shade underscore protocol on telegram. Um, make sure to follow all the community members, make sure to give John a follow, um, and yeah, again, thank you guys for joining. Thank you guys for participating. Um, and like Carter said, there's always room in the shade and we will see you guys in the chats. But until then, goodbye. See you guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Shade Protocol and Stride Zone having a partnership space recorded on Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide. 
checking out the scene. Razor beam focused, Starscream jokers, living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back with the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, envision in the middle men. Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Dan envisioning the middlemen Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next No one gave a shit Till the drugs all dried up Everybody died From a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter We was all hyped up When the pedal hit the metal He just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime Till the night curfew Rats in a cage Till they make time to murk you Got a little job That falls under my purview We gotta get this mob Away from the bird Gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop Ride off the work while you try on the worst juice Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth Slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis Mock up a basement could call me resilient Waiting for the internet to make me a b-b-b-billion In the middle men, listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze, trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze, trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Channel Spaces